You asked me not to stir your heart But when I see you, you stir mine I think I'm gonna cut my eyes out Just to give myself some time Not to love you Not to love you Not to love you to love you this this is i mean my dad could definitely tell the story way better because he heard it right from the horse's mouth um but he told a story about my my grandfather my mom my mom's dad was bank manager in the city center of belfast um sort of around where lavery's is mm-hmm. uh and he was a bank manager around there somewhere i think it was next door to lavery's but he he was there during the troubles um, the early sort of trouble sort of um, yeah early 70s I would say and he um, maybe it was later than that I mean I'm really bad at telling stories clearly uh, but yeah so he was bank manager during the troubles and the I think the protocol was that when the when the city was getting a bit rough whenever there was stuff going on and, and maybe the, the the bank could be compromised especially where they were that the, you know they, they got the money out Whatever, yeah. whatever loose money was was in the was in the bank, um, and this one particular night, I think it was just him and his assistant. And they, the armored van who would come and collect the money, couldn't get to them because of whatever was going on in the in the surrounding streets. So, my my grandpa was like, "Well, we've got a we've got a carrot." So they put on their big overcoats and hid however much money like I think I feel like my dad my dad said it's the equivalent now to like three million pounds or something Imagine. but back then obviously it was less yeah. less cash than that but um, yeah that's what it was what it was worth I think I think that's the right number and they uh, they just put it in their coats <laughs> and down their trousers and uh, <laughs> walked through the walked through the city centre of Belfast past everyone past everyone past Everything. the madness through the madness and then got to the the depot where they had to had to store it and just knocked on the door here got three million for you yeah it was just like so uh, and that you're getting i think it was like getting to the like the security at the at the city hall you know where they had the the gates you know where you had to kind of get checked before you walked in and being kind of a bit like can you be discreet here like and <laughs> let it let us through as quickly as possible yeah don't, don't search me yeah and it was like yes quiet so that's a good story and there was a one you asked about if you could tell your five-year-old self something what would you ta- what would you tell them i feel like i'd have nothing to tell my five-year-old self but i'd have loads to tell like my 12 year old self 12 year old self yeah what would you tell your 12 year old self um i think i'd just kind of tell her to Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Thinking back to me at like the age of like uh, as a teenager, I had, I had the right idea about the world, but I didn't know it. Aye. In that kind of way, so I kind of stuck to my stuck to my own skin and didn't get, I didn't get too worried about what people thought of me or who it was mates with or what I looked like to other people. You know, mm. I just kind of did my own thing, and I liked that about my younger self so I'd, I think I would just be like encourage her to be like be a, bit, be more crazy don't be a bit more confident in who you are and you know 
kind of. Only a, only a girl could know who she was at 12 years old. Oh, yeah. Boys, like, a man wouldn't. Wow. I don't think I knew who I was until my 30s. I mean, now, like, I'm, I'm, obviously, we all change over time. Like, there's different, certain points we become a, di- a different person, depending on what happens mm-hmm. to us. You know, we're always evolving and becoming new people. I think now, like, I'm a completely different person to who I was in my early 20s. Oh, I, I think Japanese culture talks about you're uh, two different people, you know, from zero to 30 or 40 or one person. Uh-huh. And then you become, then an you a, become, another, you become person. another person. Yeah, see, I feel like I've been about four different people so far. <laughs> that's good, because that's good, too, because when you're, you know, when you're with someone, too, you're constantly changing. Yeah, that's true. And you're not afraid to change, and you're not, and you're not afraid for the both of you to change, mm-hmm. and you'll still be together. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you probably met each other maybe before, you probably wouldn't have maybe got on, no. or it wouldn't have clicked, and it wouldn't have. Yeah, I, th- I feel like as well when you're younger, for me as well, I always felt that certain aspects of you had to change for the other person, um, and obviously that's not that's not healthy. That's not no, right. Not you know, really, no. something's gonna something's going to fall apart I think then <laughs> if you're not really been true to yourself if suddenly you've changed everything yeah. everything you are for this person Seamus gave me this book called The Four Agreements have you heard of, you heard of no, it? no I haven't it's, it's I can't remember what they are it's, but these four agreements and it talks about uh, be impeccable with your word mm-hmm. um, that's one <laughs> <laughs> it's, good, it's a good book it's a really good book yeah, I, I really remember it <laughs> Be impeccable with your word. Don't assume. Okay. Is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take things personal. Mm-hmm. And there's one more. I'll get. That's a big one for me. I think. Get taking things personal. Yeah, and then my whole life comes down to don't, don't take things personal. But then. It's a big part of my job. Well, it's a big part of your role. Is role is your job? Yeah. yeah. You're trying to sell. You're. We're all selling something. You're selling yourself. Yeah, and then you have to try not to take it personally, which is really that's such a. That messes with your head. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> when, when you're a songwriter, you're selling songs. Yeah. Now you just sell chocolate. That's fun, though. That's way better. It's good. I'm going to Google this all our agreement. I see feel what like it is. I, I need to, you need to give me um, chocolate bar pens. I think that's a pen. You can tell me you can have that one. I really enjoy those pens. They make <laughs> me really happy. <laughs> I really like to use those pens. And if I go to use it, I can't use someone else's pen if I'm writing. Has no, to be my pen. Uh, yeah, yeah. With all my germs on it. Um, I'm also really, I get really territorial about pens. So if someone borrows a pen from me, I'm like, I need that back though. You know? <laughs> when you were younger, did you not, not have pens? Or not have enough pens? Oh, I had loads of pens. Stationery is just really important. So to I, well, same with same Rebecca. There's this yeah. funny story about Rebecca when she was a kid during the summer holidays, locking herself in her bedroom and a sign on the door that said, I'm not coming out until you take me to buy stationery. So she was pretty, you know, she loved her. She nice loved. class. Right, four agreements. I'll, I'll, I'll get them. <laughs> I'm really excited by the last one. Uh, to be honest, they're all things I, I kind of I knew anyway. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Always do your best. Oh, that's like what you write in front of your activity journal when you're sex your activity journal you yeah. had an activity journal in school you didn't really have workbooks when you were six you had like activity activity journals, journals. where you did whatever you want I don't think I had that oh really 
I don't think remember if you got out if you wanted to draw something. Well, you were at school at a different time than me. That's true. I mean, you wrote with coal. <laughs> I had a wee chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> well, school I brought your bare feet. A, I brought a wee lump of coal to school with me and gave it to the teacher and put an apple in her desk. Yeah. You had to walk for about 50 miles, was oh, it, in the uh, snow? I, that was yeah. the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> My granny has this great story about her. Whenever she left school and started her first job in Coleraine. Right. And she would be on a bike, go on to her work every morning, the same time every morning. Mm-hmm. And the neighbours could set their clock to the time she would go past their house because they heard her singing. Oh. Every day, every day, going to work on the bike, singing. And they were like, they would hear her coming and be like, oh, it must be seven o'clock. Or time to get up? Must be, aye. It was, like a, cool. it was like just like a rooster. That's hilarious. Your um your prof your profile page said that you're really good at the Devon accent. <laughs> your agency your agency profile page. Did you look at my agency? Absolutely, I know. I'm a researcher. I'm a researcher. You have to know who you, you have to know who you're talking to here. I just thought that. Thought, How long have I known you? I thought that was quite, no, but I just thought that was quite funny. It was just like that's because I thought you had an I, I, IMDb page. I I think I do somewhere, but I don't. I haven't really checked in a while. Definitely need to update it. I don't think, do you update your IMDb? I don't know. Do you make your own IMDb? I don't know. That's a bit weird. That would be a bit weird. That'd be great though. Musicians have to write their own bios. Ah, that's true. Well, I'd like, if you have, I have to write my own bios for certain jobs. And Absolutely. Like, I, I, I do this, I, I did this. I go with this. Rosie Barry. Because I, I thought like, oh, Rosie Barry, <laughs> she has an IMBD, she's made it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you have of an IMBD. So let's hear this. So the Devon accent was that that's particularly you're particularly good at it. Devon, um, I had to do it for a show once a few years. I think you came to say it, it was the one the lyric, and I had to swear a lot. You're gonna spit at people. I spit at people. That was terrible. They were like, "What is this?" You know, back I still talk about that all the time. Yeah, acting it. Um, yeah, so I had to do it in that. So I do feel like oh, I'm quite good at it. Your first line, that that one was was that well. was brilliant. Yeah. What did I have to say? You can't say the it. C bomb. I won't say. It. I had to drop. The it was C-bomb. definitely a see you next Tuesday. It was definitely. And your folks were definitely there as well. And my dad came to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second time I'd I'd swore in front of my dad on a play though, so he was like, proud of you. And I've warned him as well. I think. That's class. Though. Just in case you know, we laughed really loudly and put me off. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things is how your dad would say to you on Saturday night, "See you at work tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I used to play music in church for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he would like, see you work tomorrow. Yeah. I thought that was a nice. That was fun. Because I think... It was weird. I think probably, you know, leaders of churches that we don't really have workmates. Yeah, I mean, I think Dad, you know, it's it's a fun it's a funny job as some you know from my perspective as a, as a ch- as his child you know and living in that house and obviously he was a family man as well so mm-hmm. like anyone who then gets older and has a family your family become your mates you know mm-hmm. uh, like your best mates are the people you spend most time with but I think he definitely had certain colleagues that he considered friends mm-hmm. that he would still consider friends mm-hmm. and now that he's retired you know we would still keep in touch with them and meet up with them and yeah so um. But it's a funny, it's a funny thing because you're, you, you know, he worked in the parish I grew up in, you know, he was, he worked there for over 30 years. So you see a big turnover of people of course. that you spend a lot of time with and you see every, every weekend and you, and you work very closely with their families and you help them through, you know, 
in the church community, bereavements, mm-hmm. marriages, births, you know, mm-hmm. every big event yeah, that big happens event. to a, that family in that church, you know, yeah. he is part of that. So yeah. he becomes very close to that family. But at the same time, you know, five, ten years later, they, they go off and do something else. They move house. Their yeah. kids grow up. They, they disappear. And then, you know, you don't really see them. And it's it's a funny... It's a funny job to be in. You know? I would think so. You never really feel totally like part of the community. You mm. are you are the beacon that they kind of all look to. But yeah. you don't, you're never really, you know, you can't go down and sit at the pub with them, you know. You can't. You have, you to, know, be diff- you have to be different. You have to be different. Golf with it's them. Just part you of have the to be apart from them because yeah. that's the only way it's going to work. It's, just, it's an interesting. Um, it is interesting. But yeah, you did. There would be people, you know, the, the musician that then the guy who took over after I sort of left went on to do my own things because um, I was only I was only temporary I think I was only supposed to help out for like three weeks and yeah. I ended up doing four years you know, <laughs> that kind of thing but I did really enjoy it and it and it made me a lot better musically oh absolutely so I mean I, like, I cut my teeth in the church as well yeah it's you learn chord progression on a piano like <laughs> no, nobody's business where else you know where else are people going to let you perform in public yeah. When you're just starting out. When you're just starting it out, yeah. And it was it was nice. People were very supportive and lovely. I always think about I always think about churches and rural communities and think about where else has the heat on on a Sunday morning? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all <laughs> Where do all your neighbours go? So you know where else would you go? So would you go, it's true. You know? I think it was a funny one for me because Church was always somewhere we had to go when we were kids, like up to the age of sort of 11. It yeah. was like, we all go to church on a Sunday. Um, and my dad was, re- like he was, you know, at the end of the day, he wasn't, he was our dad, you know, he wasn't the minister to us. But he was, he was very much kind of like, go to church until you're confirmed and then you can, you can make your own mind up, yeah. you know. And yeah. I'll support, you know, I'll respect and support whatever you whatever need you to do. do. Um, so it's, it's funny then, I think, having that upbringing and then suddenly deciding for yourself yeah what how you want to how you want to go about it um so it was fun kind of coming back and and being a musician uh-huh. you know like yeah. from the age of like 18 to 22 or whatever it was you know so that was that so was interesting it was of a different course. view, different those, view but those buildings thing. are made for sound as well yeah and yeah the acoustics in that particular church were class. Did you do choir? I did. I was a chorister when I was wee in the church. What's a chorister? And did, like, um, you know, one of the, the, the small people, the children <laughs> that sing. That sounds really, that sounds awful. You tiny person. I could have just said we'll children, but I decided to just be really weird about the whole thing and say the small people that stand in the front, <laughs> the children. Large people at the back, small people at the front, medium-sized people. You're in the back. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, I'm never going to be segregated. a taller person in the back. I'm always going to be in the front. Segregated everywhere. Yeah. Good for taking photographs, though. Great. Great for taking photographs. You always get your full outfit in. Delighted. Oh, you'll uh, always be seen. Oh, so funny. Yeah. I was a chorister in church, and then I went to secondary. When I was in secondary school, then I was kind of more... Um just heavily in the choirs than anything else really a lot of my friends a lot of people I talk to creatives they've all been in choirs yeah like loads of them but that's all I could that's all I sang I was a I was a choir girl like yeah. I was that's the only kind of singing I ever even tried to do 
and I assumed I couldn't do anything any other, else. Any other type of singing? And then, yeah, and it was when I, just before I met you and started singing with you, Yeah. that was like, it was maybe sort of, I would say probably about two months before that, that I had actually started trying to sing. To sing normally? Normally. And now it pays my bills. In a pop, in a pop, <laughs> in a pop version? Yeah, in, in a pop sense. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's funny how you kind of you put yourself in this little box. Yeah. Do you remember when Charlotte Church tried to have a pop career? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it went okay. It probably paid for a house, like. Mm. <laughs> 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 wonder, wonder if she has to stay at the back or the front or the middle. Uh, hey. Do you do as much music then as you do acting and? I'd say at the minute. Theater and. At the minute, I do probably more singing than anything else. Do you? Yeah. So what's that? What is what is it? What does that look like at the minute then? What's a week look like? A week. Um. Well, obviously the nature of being freelance is and being self-employed. Yeah. It's You know yourself. You know. Um. Some weeks can look different to others, but I'll I'll paint you a picture of like the busiest week that I could possibly have. So we're looking maybe sort of this time last year. Okay. Um. This time last year was probably the busiest I've ever been. Um. But yeah, you're talking like if you're doing if you're doing a show, you'd sort of be rehearsing that from the hours of sort of ten AM to four PM, five PM every day. Um and that's every weekday, including Saturdays and then weekends are mostly gigs. So um I do sort of a party hour pop singing um party set in Cabaret Supper Club most weekends. And then I would do I would sing with swing band I'm in yeah. sometimes starlets um, and we've been really really successful this, that seems year, to be really this popular, year it's it? really taken off this year last year um, the last couple of years yeah it's really good it's really good fun we're doing um, we were singing at the Christmas lights switch on Twilight Market situation you in Lurgan it? last night and we've got a few of those in, in Belfast or Comber no in Lurgan we've got one in Magrafelt um, good lord <clears throat> Port Down. You're a proper ally already. Like, you've seen it here, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we do weddings and we've got our own Christmas show mm. on the 23rd of December. Yeah, you sell, that, you sell that out, and, you sell uh, out every year, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we do actually. We've sold it out every year. I'll try and come to this one. Yeah. Let me know, I'll get you a ticket. Right. Do. Yeah. Um, people yeah, here, people here are fascinated with wartime. It's just really, I think it's, for it, it appeals to every audience you know mm. and and the music itself is so good yeah. and it's so challenging as well like the the really like the 40s stuff the yeah. Andrew sister stuff it's all really close harmony mm-hmm. and that is so hard to do well like because you have to really be able to hear it you know what's the difference in close harmony and, and unclose harmony so just that ever you're singing so three people would be singing very similar lines very close together and they would kind of they would all cross over and oh, okay. But you have to know your line yeah. inside out and back to front and and also it's it's about it's about singing with the other two people and, yeah. and matching them. Of course, yeah. And but you were always it's all about the blend. Yeah, but you were always were a great harmony singer. I harmonies are my are my thing. Yeah. I always loved harmonies, but I think that was the the choir the choir yeah. background. There's a big that difference. All I ever there's did. a big difference between a harmony singer and. A, and someone trying to sing a harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And disrupting the melody. Yeah, totally. Because I'm a terrible harmony singer. Mm, I 
didn't say you're terrible. You're just not as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry, I disrupted your conversation. No, it's um, so that's 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 so that's most that's that's, that's yeah. this time of year especially that's quite busy. Yeah, then. and then this year, like I had, um, I've had a few more projects like in a night. So I've started singing with Katie Richardson in her Hex Hugh. Yeah. Um. So I get a few do a few gigs with her every so often, and and like that's really fun because that's completely different kind yeah. of music again, and I get to play keys and and stuff oh, like that. So it's like. Um, and because Kitty, you know, we've become really good friends yeah. in the last few years. She's so. a force of nature. Mm. And she's just, she's just really, she's really good. She's just really good at um, nurturing people. Yeah. So um, not only like just as a friend, you know, she's really, she's a really good friend. Um, but she's also just really good at supporting you and what, she sees that what you can do, yeah. And even when you can't really see it, Absolutely. she just gets it to come out of you in, whenever, in a really subtle way. She's whenever, at the beginning stages of Sons of Caliber, she really encouraged me. Mm-hmm. And at a time when I was going through a lot of changes in the band, she was booking me for shows, and yeah, we played her. I think we played her album launch or an EP launch that time. And I was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Remember that? That two, was June's Union. Two thousand. Uh, no, before I was, but no, I was after that. Maybe two thousand and. Oh, eleven. Oh right. A while ago. It was maybe before I. Before yeah, just before you. Just before I you came along. Do you remember how? Seen. Do you remember how we met? Yeah, I remember that. What was I saying? Like it was a dizzy rascal cover. No, was it? I yeah, I think it was. was. It? Yeah, we played it. Me and Stephen played a song in Port Rush Town Hall. That's right. And me and my friend Becky, who yeah. is now the star of Dark Crystal and yeah. Dairy Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we had a wee duo, and we were, we were doing like keyboard covers. Yeah. So we were on before you guys. Yeah. And, yeah, we, are we finished up with this. Cover of Dizzy Rascal's hit single "Come Dance with Me," <laughs> and it was epic. Yeah, I think you particularly enjoyed that. It was just really funny. Yeah, I'm sure you weren't going for comedy at the time, but <laughs> I don't. Hey, I you don't take know your whistle. We you take your whistle. You get them. But we then, got, you know, do you remember? Do you remember, girls, do you remember just... coming to say hello to us at Student Union? I do. I do. Because yeah. then, because we heard you guys sing um, "Oak Tree." Yeah. And me and Becky just had a totally emotional moment over that song, and um, you and Stephen. And then I was, we found a recording of it online and listened to it on repeat. And then I was walking past the Union because I was in my final year at Queen's, and I, uh, I saw you two standing outside. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'd had a couple of wines, and as you do when you're a, a student and you have nothing to worry about. Um, and I just went, I'll go and say hello. Yeah, and I just that was it. That was your big break. That was my big break, just because I went and said hello and gushed about how good Oak Tree was. But that's how you, I think we minimise things like that. Yeah. Just saying hello. I we, know, but we it was such a think, big moment. We always think that oh, they wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to talk to me, or they wouldn't want to say hello to me, or they wouldn't want to know me. Yeah. But as things like that stick out in your memory, ah, oh, there's a nice wee person, and they said hello. Yeah. Oh, do you want to join a band? Ah, right, come on then. It was the most hilarious phone call I've ever received in my life. Did I just phone hey, yeah. you? Yeah, you just phoned me and I was in my house and I was like, hello? I'm like, hi, it's Andrew Farmer from Sons of Calibre. 
can't remember exactly what you said, but it was that kind of like, well, it's crack. <laughs> like as though we'd been mates forever. And I was like, yeah, I, it's, what? <laughs> so do you uh, want to drum a band? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he it. knew that it was going to lead Two weeks later, you were on the front page of the newsletter. Of the newsletter. I just handed him a final essay of my degree and all. We hadn't even played a show. We hadn't even played a show. And I was one of the We hadn't even rehearsed and you were on, and we were, someone took our photograph for yeah. But I was, and I think I still have the photo somewhere. I must, I must, gra- I must take it out. You're holding the mandolin. I'm holding the mandolin, I can play it. Fucking <laughs> mandolin. Oh, uh, that's showbiz. I know, it's mad. It's all it? about perception, isn't it? It is perception. I used to wear the big hat in those days. That's right. Oh my God, remember we like all matched our... Favourite colour, brown. Yeah, we all used to wear brown. Crazy. And then, was it like grey? We decided to mix it up one day. Oh, a bit of grey. And go grey. <laughs> and then we just, just colourblind. Yeah, <laughs> threw that out the window. <laughs> Towards the oh, end. Oh, that was, it was a good time, weren't they? They were good. They were mental. They were good. But like, I, I think back to that though, and that kind of was the, it shaped a lot of stuff for me. Those kind of. I think it did for us all. Yeah. It, it was just it, good friendships. It was good Having and it was fun. a really healthy environment to be mm. in, you know, it wasn't like we were, you know, we didn't, we, we weren't rock stars, <laughs> we weren't lying in a pub after No, no, locked, we were just you like, know, you know, we'll play, tea we'll play and, yeah, tea and biscuits and, and a bit of rehearsing and go and do, play some, play some shows and yeah. meet some really cool people, a lot of whom I'm still really good friends with. That's amazing. It was just a good time. I think one of my favourite shows we did was Christmas show in the Christmas show we did in the Empire. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot about that. that. Forgot about that one. And I remember there's loads of us on stage. Nathan was there. Ah. Josh. Yeah, maybe eight. Josh I think it was up to eight or nine of us at one time. Yeah, he was playing guitar. We had Swill was on drums. Was Swill on drums or was Connor still there? Probably Swill that time. Swill. And we had Dave and you and me and like Michael might have been there at that Michael time. Might have been there. There was so many of us. It was so good. I think it was that time. It was just like you just were having so much fun. You so just, much fun. You just invited your mates to come and play a have song fun as with well. You. And it just sounded class. I think Katie did a duet. She did. We did. Um, Emmy Lou, that gig. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, great wee band first aid kit. Yeah, I still love that. It's song. funny how songs soundtrack a time as well totally yeah yeah do you remember at a time about the song that you liked at the time or yeah yeah there was a lot of that for us though as well like there's we from what whether we were you know covering it or like fleet foxes every time mm. fleet foxes come on i think of yeah that time of that yeah. time because it was what we were listening to in the cars and stuff yeah and uh and that we did that song do you remember open house we did like a cover in the stairwell we filmed it in the stairwell yeah, in yeah, Dan's yeah. Fleet, yeah Fleet Foxes yeah yeah the things we used to do I know but it was fun you wouldn't do them now you wouldn't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think some of some of them but like I, it's funny how some of the things I'm, I'm doing those things all over again now with like Swingtime Starlets yeah know, like the driving back from Derry yeah. at three in the morning yeah. down the motorway, you know. And yeah. Those are things I was like, oh God, I'll never do that again. And, and then you you're know, doing it. And then you're doing it again. It's just you're getting paid more money now. Just getting paid more money. <laughs> and getting to wear pretty dresses. 
and you're a glitter fanatic, aren't you? I am. Don't don't wear a lot of glitter in uh, Swingtime Starlets because they they weren't keen on it in the nineteen forties. <laughs> um, yeah, any other chance I get, I cover myself in it. Oh yeah. You starred in a great little NI drama called Ups and Downs. Yep. That was last year. Yeah, we were filming. We just finished filming this time last year. Yeah. How was that? That was great. Brilliant. It was so much fun. I'm sure. It was just the dream job. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take to, to make? It's about two weeks. Two Is weeks solid filming. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't long. Um, I w- I wished it could have gone on for. Yeah. Ages and ages and fingers still crossed that maybe we'll get a season out of it a season. but uh, I don't know you never, you never know HBO might buy it up but it did really well and we all had a ball it was just a lovely really lovely team of people yeah um, together and it was a really good experience for me because I kind of got I like I'd done I'd done TV work before um, but the other kind of regular TV work I do is on the CBB show, mm-hmm. um, Pablo, and mm-hmm. it's a totally different filming experience, you know. Well, how, do you is, diff- how, how are the two so different then? So Pablo, like, you know, it's, um, the there's two identical twins that play Pablo. Yeah. And they, um, and so, you know, they have to work, their working schedule is very strict, you know, because they're kids. Kids. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, out of school doing this, so it has to follow a pretty normal day for them. So we can only start filming at like sort of half nine in the morning, but we have to be done by like half four right. in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. that's just a regular working day. Yeah. Um, and then, and it won't ever be later than that. Yeah. It won't ever start earlier. Yeah. I have to be on set earlier to get ready, yeah. but it won't. We won't Is it kind of the one location a lot of the time? Yeah, as well? and it's filmed in mostly in um, <clears throat> Pablo's house, which is an actual house that we film in wow so it's like yeah it's just a pretty that's just a pretty normal working day for anyone like yeah. a, for anyone who has a normal job you know <laughs> they can relate to that uh, ups and downs was kind of you you know there'd be some days I was up at half four or five in the morning to get to Balamina to film on location all day yeah, and yeah. um, and then we had like a few days of night shoots sort of around Belfast so like you were Halloween night last year was pretty vivid because we were trying to film we were expecting like fireworks to be going off every yeah. 10 seconds yeah which isn't ideal when you're filming really, outside no. but we were it was actually grand it wasn't, we, too we, it wasn't too bad but you know you're running around the center of town in a school uniform <laughs> with like fake blood down your hair um pretending to be really scared it's pretty good that you're filming. you know you can still you can still wear a school uniform and people will buy I mean, it. people will buy it. I that was a really big turning point I think <laughs> in my career of going showing up to the final recalls I think of the for this for this job and re, and just really invested in it by this point like going I need this job or I am gonna be devastated yeah. and kind of showing up and the other people in the waiting room are like Super actually young. eighteen wow and just are really that person already yeah, yeah. and you're like. I am a 28-year-old woman <laughs> and I'm wearing a school shirt and I'm going to attempt to come across like, I'm eight- like I don't even remember what I was like at 18. But, uh, I, yeah. Luckily that then James, who was playing who was playing my brother, like yeah. he was also he was also 26. Yeah. So I think that's the, that's the beautiful thing about television. Whenever you, <clears throat> yeah, like 
if two people who are mid twenties, late twenties look younger together, mm -hmm. you can pass them off of course. to look to be younger than they are again yeah, because yeah. you know it's kind of that you know, it, it's all about who you pair them with, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and you go from you go from being a school student to being a mother. Yeah. I think that was really I think when I first watched Pablo, I think it took me a while to get my head around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the same for a lot but of people. Rosie could be a mum. That was the same for me, though. Yeah. And, yeah, I was, whenever the audition came through for it, I looked at the I looked at it and almost nearly didn't send a tape in because I was like, at the, they don't want me to play mm. a mum. There's no and is that, is that the Is that the process, sending tapes? Uh, mostly for TV, yeah. Um, first round is normally a self-tape. Yeah. Um. Or you know, if you you can go into the office and take take a tape there, but yeah, okay. it's it's usually like very preliminary. Like this is me, this is what I can offer you, and then if they like you, they'll invite you back and um, yeah. meet in person and kind of do the same again, but just in person, mm -hmm. so they can kind of get a, a feel about what you're like in real life. And so is that just a process of you running that around the house pretending to be, <laughs> pretending to be a pirate, <laughs> and then then a builder, and then a. I haven't, I haven't been approached to play a pirate or a butcher, um, but you never know what the future. It's holds. just the same room, but you are different. <laughs> yeah. Like something in Mrs. Doubtfire. It's normally quite. It's normally quite a when they when they come in, you're like, oh, I have to find a white wall, and you know, uh, white wall, and you have you're like what like the, a white wall that's well lit. Oh, well lit, yeah. So and for the life of me, you know, every house I live in, there's never a clean white wall without a picture. So you end up having to take your house apart. And hanging up a bed sheet and yep and I never think that I never think to buy a tripod from a phone or a camera or whatever to, to film it it's on. always balanced so on a book or unless like, a cup or yeah, something stuck inside a toilet roll <laughs> to keep it from falling over Um, that's actually a really good tip really good tip by the way uh, yeah and yeah it's always balanced on like 14 books and and do you have does the house have to be empty it has to be quiet yeah yeah, I can't. You like I would. Could you do it with like your your cousin sitting in the corner? No, not in a million years. If someone was reading in lines for me, okay, then yeah. yeah. But I would have. They would have to be my my boyfriend or my very best friend. <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone else. You wouldn't want to do it in front of mum and dad. No, no, that would just scunder me. Yeah, it'd be hard. Whenever um, I was, it's weird. I was it's in the studio two weekends ago. And my dad and my brother and my other brother came down to sing on it. Right. I think they find it really difficult. Yeah. That, you know, being in that environment, putting headphones on, especially my dad. Yeah. And then, and then singing, because he said, I've never heard my own voice. Mad. Obviously, you do hear your own voice, but I think we forgot to play play it back to him to see how he sounded. Yeah. So poor, poor fella doesn't, still doesn't know how he sounds. <laughs> but that, that, it's funny how when you're used, when you're so used to it, like we are yeah then you kind of when, yeah. when so when you speak to someone who's just not yeah. used to that like yeah. and it's what we were talking about this last night actually it's when people aren't used to working with a microphone mm. oh um, microphone craft is a big thing yeah but you it's really funny how it can completely throw someone and make yeah. them become this completely yeah. different person oh absolutely it's even hilarious. just even just when you sometimes when you hold the hairbrush in front of someone to speak and they're like oh right. oh no no people immediately start backing away from it it's not gonna bite as you. if this one this, this, <laughs> this hairbrush is gonna amplify your voice to yeah a thousand decibels a thousand decibels 
Um, I wonder how what people she was scared of. Mm, the concept of of the biggest day of your life intrigues me a lot. Okay. Because when you do things creatively and you're on a stage, yeah, you have lots of big days. Oh yeah, I could list you like fifteen thousand. You think. still get nervous. Yeah, not not like not the way you used to. Not the way I used to. Not the way I used to. I used to be a sick sick little girl before shows we were, bo- we, both, we were both wild yeah we were poking in different poking bathrooms and crying and getting on oh, I never cried I cried I, I haven't <laughs> cried since the 90s <laughs> just with that, that day when you're doing imagine being so nervous that you, you cry that's intense yeah it just it's just panic it's just utter panic like you don't know what's going to happen you just you know it's that kind of um it's going against every instinct in your body, I think, to go out in front of a load of people and, and, and do and something. Bear your soul a wee yeah. bit, like, and do something like I, because I think there's a lot of emphasis in. And the older I get, the more I don't care about this. But the younger, when I was younger, I was like, there was always emphasis that you had to be really, really good, otherwise no one was gonna care, or, yeah. or like, you would suddenly be completely written off, you know. Yeah, like like you only had one <laughs> shot, one yeah, up, one opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, nice. Do you remember the time Dave wrapped Eminem at a wedding? I'll never forget it. That was one of my favourite, favourite weddings. It was so good. That was unbelievable. Dave was always full of surprises like that, though. Don't think the bride liked it. (laughs) What's her problem? (laughs) My favourite thing about Dave um, was the chain. When the chain would get brought out and he'd wrap Mm. around his foot and just stamp on it. That was that was lethal. Because it was so out of character for Dave. Yeah, so out of character. It sounded mint. But yeah, that the that's really. Yeah, but yeah, the nerves thing. I don't. I no, I, de- I definitely don't get. There's there will be some shows I will do, especially singing shows, in certain. It depends on the environment. Like Cabaret Supper Club, I don't really get nervous anymore because I've been singing there for nearly two years. Yeah. And every show pretty similar you know um yeah they're not your songs they're not my songs and i can and also like i i now know how to pick songs for me oh that's good in that in that environment so yeah i kind of i'm confident enough to not like to pick songs i really like yeah to listen to that i know are like gonna be good party tunes for Mm. people but also that like i can i now know kind of what my voice is capable of and what it sounds like what's your key oh god i don't know Alicia Keys was A minor, wasn't she? A minor, that's a good one. I don't know, actually. That's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> I know what I can uh, sing. I know what I can sing up to, but I don't. That's, I, I don't think give I've got Give us your highest note. Key. Give us your highest note. I'm not going to sing it. Like. Uh, there, that's the farmer. The farmer falsetto. <laughs> used to be a lot better, though. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not singing every every other day <sighs> anymore. My, I've had a sore throat. For the last two weeks since I recorded in the studio. Really? Oh, terrible. My throat's just a different colour. Really? Because it was just like just couldn't handle scar it. tissue. It's just like, what are, you, what are you doing to me? It's just like, yeah. yeah. Just I think my, that's I'm, the really interesting thing about your voice though. I find that it, um, it, you can build up stamina. Oh my gosh. To your voice as well as, you know, just like your muscles, you know. 
and I'll go if I won't sing if I don't sing for two weeks straight I'll come back and it's like okay give me a second let me I, I need to go and warm up for 10 hours you know like whereas yeah, if yeah. you're singing every day which I generally am these yeah, days yeah. then you do kind of it comes back like that yeah know? me and Stephen used to be driving to the city singing Rihanna Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> High and low, it was just funny and dancing at the same time. Yeah, it was always that's, that's funny. I definitely remember. I definitely remember. I've definitely been on stage playing guitar and singing, and looking down at my hands, and thinking, "What am I doing? <laughs> what? I'm playing guitar. Yeah, I'm playing guitar. Yeah, I'm singing. Mm-hmm. And observing myself from that." standpoint and being fascinated with it it's it's when you it's when you pay you really pay attention to what you're doing yeah you it's, go, a it's, it's a road to nowhere it's a it's a rabbit hole you never want to do that <laughs> you never want to be too too aware of what your self-awareness what is you're the worst doing. thing you could ever do because then suddenly you start overdoing overthinking it overthinking everything yeah. yeah i think that's maybe why i, I stopped playing shows because you started overthinking everything Definitely made a deck, a deck of myself at least once on the radio. <laughs> but that's like a way of life. Oh, of course. That's all I do. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, life would be so much easier if I didn't have to do any of this. Aye. You know, I think. Yeah. You have to overcome that. It's, I think, because I, I, I work with and are friends with a lot of people who go through this. We all go, go we through all this. We all go through it, yeah. Like this real kind of turning point and it's, you either go you either take the bull, the bull crap part of the job. Yeah. And that is all like, the stuff that isn't really real, like about it. It's all the, 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 inter- the inner interviews critic. and the, the, the radio stuff and the, like the, the facade, the facade that's not really, that people are going to forget about in a yeah. week. I but it's a big part of it, isn't it? It is a big part of it. Yeah. But it's just, it's, I think that that's the key is not taking any of that stuff too seriously. It's like, and don't ever be, don't ever try and be what people want you to be or expect you to be. Like, I think you'll be so much more relaxed about it all if you just go in and are yourself. Mm. Like, especially in those kind of radio things, because then even if you do mess up and make a dick out of yourself, you know, they'll, they'll forgive give you for it because you've gone in and you're being like, authentic. listen, yeah, you're like, this is me. Listen, I'm only human. Yeah. I think if you go in and you paint yourself like you know you're this entity of perfection, <laughs> like, Prince. like Prince or Lady Gaga or something, and you're not, you know, who, who knows who those people are? Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. Although there is a beauty in the anonymity of being a character as well. True. I think that's why I cover myself in glitter. <laughs> like I'll probably never be on stage. That's probably why I have, a beard. <laughs> I have a beard. I have a beard. Yeah, there's always something. One of my favorite favorite movie lines ever is. Oh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, basically, this old man lives in the mountains and has this big beard, and his wife had died, and oh. and then he comes back into into, into civilization, shaves it off, and this woman says to him, "There you are, honoured. Where, where have you been all those years underneath that big beard?" And he said, "I didn't know where else to go." Oh, that's <laughs> great. That was such a good movie line. That's great. You know, oh. that is really great. Yeah, it's funny how you, what you kind of what you create in yourself to cope or get through it you know but it is such a weird it is such a it is such a turning point like as you say you just go you just started to 
go I didn't want I don't I couldn't be bothered with all of, all of this anymore yeah. and I think a lot when you're when you're in the creative industry and mm-hmm. you're an artist that is a real thing that's in the back of your head you're going why do I put myself through this yeah why do I do this why am I why am I standing beside of the stage about to go and do a play this is really really nerve-wracking why am I doing this to myself <laughs> why am I doing this to myself why don't I just go and work in an office like everyone else I don't have to do this I don't have yeah. to put myself out there yeah but you know there is a reason why you keep doing it and I think at some at some point the reasons not to do it might tip the scales yeah um and then it'll happen that'll happen earlier for some people and but other people you know it'll never get to them they'll yeah. just go now nah, there's two there's still too many good reasons why i think the turning point for me might come if i ever want to like have a baby or yeah buy a house or something like that you know yeah. and if when you have a kid like i don't know like i've like this is probably a conversation i'll have with you know actresses who have kids yeah or actors that have kids and see how they how you know what it's like for them because it's i know it's a funny thing like it's quite it's quite a selfish very much so it's quite a selfish um career very much so it's a lot about you know you it's it's about you it's all about you yeah you know? Um, so yeah I think that's I, I, I'm quite I don't like um, I don't like having it all focused on me yeah. that makes me very uncomfortable yeah. so I think like that's when I'll worry about it is if I you know when mm. I, I'm like there's there's a lot of yeah. you know there's there's people in my life that but it also takes a I level of humility with. to realise what's inside you and go after it yeah you know yeah so there's a level of humility yeah in that as well and i think sometimes i sit back now and i love to look at the role of the the artist and the creative Mm -hmm. in society Mm -hmm. you know and what what we do to help people you know even just momentarily forget their pain and go out for a night out to entertain yeah you know not just you know for me it was very much always it was my ther- it was my therapeutic process of writing and singing a song, mm-hmm. but to the person listening, I was entertainment. Yeah, you know. And I think when you're in it, you don't you. It's hard to see that. Like you kind of. When you're, I think when you kind of when you step back and take a look at it, or when you speak, it's it's funny when you speak to people who have come to see something you've done or listen to something you've made, and they and they tell you how much it affected them. Yeah and how much they got from it and how much they enjoyed it yeah. and what you did for them in that moment yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's when it and, and that's and that's it's not like it's not praise it's it's you know kind of saying acknowledging how important it was it's acknowledging the moment that, that you helped create yeah. and what that moment did to that person and that is the important that is the job that's that why the, that that's the, why we yeah. do the job yeah um, as much as it's good for you, it's it has a function in society. Mhm, mhm, and that's why you keep doing it because it's in whatever context or way. It's because it's at the end of the day, it's it's for people, you know. Mm. Um, Do you remember a moment when you were younger where you decided this is I want to be an actress or I want to be a musician? Do you remember? Was there a moment to find a moment for you, or did you just kind of fall into it? I think it was just always. 
I d- it's a really funny question. I think, because for me, I don't ever think there was a moment. I think it was just always going to happen. I know <laughs> that's a really, maybe that doesn't make any sense. But I, genuinely, like, it was just always there. Yeah. It just always, I just was always doing it. It was always, I can't remember a time when it wasn't the finish line. Yeah. Even when I was little. Wow. I was constantly performing and dressing up and wanting to be other characters and speaking in different accents and yeah. being silly and, and playing little games and roles in my head. Uh, I think it was, I think there was a moment, there was definitely a moment when I realised you could do that as a job. Mm. You know? Yeah, I was always obsessed with movies mm. and listening to singers and stuff and music. So I think once I actually, that once that light bulb clicked, that yeah. actually you those people in the movies are doing yeah. that as a job. Yeah. They're not real mm. people. They're not real. You know, the characters aren't yeah. real, but the people playing them are. Yeah. But they get paid to do that. So yeah. you could actually, you know, I think that was a turning point for me. Have you ever played a character that you've taken home with you? No. You can separate the job from Yeah. The... Yeah. I, I think I had... We, I, I did a little bit of training in um, the drama studio in the Lyric Theatre and they they, were, they emphasised a lot about how to let go of what you've done on you know in a role yeah they they really emphasised how important it is to kind of leave that behind and go home and, and you know and what does that look like even it's, it's just like I mean it's kind of just it's like meditation really I guess it's just a moment you have yourself and it's finding something for yourself which helps you remove that character so for some people it's just the act of taking off your costume and hanging up your costume and like that's you taking off the character and putting it away yeah that's that until tomorrow wow. um for, for other people it might take a little bit more than that i think that's for me what it is really yeah once i put my own clothes on and you know leave the leave the building that's me kind of yeah myself again yeah um but I think a lot for some other people it's you know taking a minute eyes closed dark space you know cool down yeah I think it depends what role you're playing I don't think I've ever played a role which has been that stressful that stressful yeah um I would like to in a weird <laughs> like um in a weird way but uh yeah I think probably when I was younger I played more roles like that because now it's just the roles that I've I've been lucky enough to play are characters that are very much just me just you know different versions of me yeah but maybe that's what all characters are it's mm. a very interesting question mm. that's a topic but um yeah i think like definitely haven't really felt any need to do that when i'm playing pablo's mum or like when Gemma and ups and downs you know yeah because those are quite lighthearted roles. They're lighthearted. They're they're pretty. Just they're they're humans. They're just human beings. What's your dream role? Oh man. A baddie or a goodie? Um. I want to say baddie. <laughs> but if you know when you're playing a baddie, if you're going to play a baddie well, you have to you have to believe that they're a goodie. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, I don't think, like, you know, people ask, I was like, 
we went to see Joker a few weeks ago and then obviously became momentarily kind of transfixed with that movie because it was you know riveting but we watched loads of um interviews with like Joaquin Phoenix and stuff and people kept asking us like was this just your dream role like because you know so many legends have played Joker and mm-hmm. he's so interesting was this just your dream role I think he was saying it's like that's an interesting question he would never have thought that before he would never have gone yeah that's my dream role yeah um and I think if it was me and I you know taking like the uh, yeah I don't know the gender thing out of it if I was if I had ever had the chance if I ever had the chance to play Joker I don't think I'd want to because mm. there's just a lot of pressure with that role too yeah but it's also just the what you're the kind of person you're, you're dealing becoming. with yeah the kind of stuff you're dealing with it's yeah. just it's, a, it's maybe a bit too much yeah I haven't I haven't seen it um I was super. I was super like keen to go and see it, and then the more reviews I read, I think thought, ah, maybe just when it comes out on Netflix, yeah. and then put the lights on and yeah, watch it while listening to the music or wrapping Christmas presents. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I get it. It's it's a hard it's a hard watch, but um, <clears throat> mm. it's just a different take. It's a different take on the Joker. It's just it's good. Rosie, what are you intentional about? Um, it's a good question Andrew Um, for good or bad I think I'd probably try very hard to make people smile I don't like it when people are sad so if someone especially like people really close to me yeah if I'm if someone's in a bad mood or sad or or, you know tired or stuff I, I, I don't like seeing that yeah. So I try, I'll try really hard to bring them out of it. Um, and I think I do it with Jordan a lot, and he gets really annoyed. Um, <laughs> no, hey, he doesn't really. But whenever, I think I try like over. I try too hard to kind of make him smile yeah. or or bring him out of it. And I think he's just a bit like, I'm happy just being here. I've just worked fourteen hours today. I'd rather like and you just sit, spend all of your I'd rather hours. sit still and yeah. not say anything. Whereas I'm like, how can I make you smile? How can I make you laugh? What can I do to make it better? And like You can't let someone live in the valley too long. No, no, I have to you think you I sub- have to bring them up. Do you think subconsciously you think part of their it's your fault? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think we all do, don't we? Yeah. If someone's in a bad mood. Oh yeah, totally. Especially what? someone like you live with. Like you're yeah, your love, your loved one. You know, you're like, it's my fault. I'm not, I'm not fulfilling my role as your, as your person. I need to make you happy all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you sad. Oh really? I don't think so. Oh, no. I've never seen you like super sad or super pissed off. You always, you always, you just kind of carry this quite upbeat, happy-go-lucky, smiley persona you know you're always a ray of sunshine yeah. you're never a dark cloud yeah i think that's just me that's my rest that's my resting position is just smiling <laughs> the opposite I, of, what's, what's the opposite of resting bitch face resting, resting smile face resting my face <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i think that's just me i mean I, it doesn't mean i don't I'm, i don't feel the 
The blues. The blues and the peaks and troughs that everyone else feels. Like I definitely do. I think the older I get, I feel it more when you more when you get more responsibilities and because yeah. my job sucks so much. Mm. Like and there's so many downs that come with it. But yeah, how do you do how do you beat the blues? Um, like I think when you say like I, I'm so I'm mostly you mostly see me smiling. It's because I'm like with people. Yeah, it brings it out. You know, it brings mm. me out of it. Um, like my friends like my best friends um yeah jordan like my work is such a social yeah so social you find you find you find that you recharge amongst people yeah definitely it's not good for me to be on my own for too long wow um i'll definitely feel a bit more then but i just i like being around people i like i like having conversations Mm -hmm. i like interacting it's like interacting having yeah. you know laughing with people mm-hmm. and um performing performing is a big one like yeah like um you you gain energy from the people that you perform to as well yeah and perform with so whenever like especially certain times darlets like because our performances are so high energy and and it's and there's a lot of interaction with each other and the audience and stuff and um and because it's so there's so much you have to concentrate on you know there's so much music there's so much so many words they're so there's choreography there's all that kind of stuff but yeah it's that's a big battery recharge because you're like wow I didn't know it was, chore- it was choreography energy. that's that's cool I mean choreography <laughs> like it's you know we've we used to do a lot more and we've kind of but we're we kind of more make a joke out of it because we're not none of us are are amazing dancers, dancers. dancers. so we're not dancers <laughs> so we just like it's about having the crack What's your, what's your jam? So you go to the club, what's your jam? My favourite song, my jam in, in the club. <laughs> uh, Toto Africa. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Solid song, though. Yeah, that's a good one. It's my ringtone. It's not. Yeah. Do people still have ringtones? Is that a thing? Personalised ringtones? Maybe ring- they don't. Ringtones? I mean, I don't have personalised ringtones. It's the same one for everyone. But okay, like, okay, yeah. But it's still quite important to me. Like, I would never I think of downloading a song for a ringtone. Oh, no, I don't download it. I just make it. Like my brother makes it. He's he edits them and then maybe I'm not Your supposed to say that. A professional, a professional ringtone maker. Yeah, for me, yeah. I don't pay him, but you know. that's awesome though. <laughs> you think you would make me a ringtone? Yeah. What do you want? And he copies all your songs. Yeah. <laughs> what like, does he, he play just, it on? He just edits them. He just I don't know. He's got like an app or something, and he can oh, edit well, them. Oh, he doesn't. I think he doesn't like all... play it. Oh, he doesn't like play it on a keyboard or no on a synth. Or... Come on. No. All oh, right, he just downloads a bit of the just song. Just downloads the song and then edits it and goes. Oh, I thought ringtone. it was going to be some sort of elaborate Did scheme, I not send scheme you? of chords and notes. What? I send you. Do you remember the Back to the Future? Like start like. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah. You definitely sent me that. You definitely did. Did your brother make that? He made that. Who knew? Who knew? There you go. Probably your brother. Money. That was like six years ago. They're probably your brother a fortune of money. <laughs> yeah, probably. What has he got a license for doing this? Probably not. I mean, he probably's <laughs> going to get arrested. You're done. <laughs> I've thrown, <laughs> thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Your career, you're finished in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's not his full time job. So. Just for you, does it? It'll be all right. I think it's just for me. It's I haven't asked cool. him in a while. It's pretty so. cool, though. Yeah. We should get him to make one. A really cool one. Yeah. You should get him to make one for warming up your vocals. That, yeah, it's a good idea, actually. Just to warm up. I know. I think ringtones get really annoying after a while though so i think the people talk Africa the people still talk on the phone like this is something i don't know i don't know i like I mean, how many times a week would you 
answer your phone or, or make a phone call? Like quite a lot, quite a lot. Like once a day? Yeah, once a day. Maybe, I think yes. yesterday I made about three phone calls. Wow. I've started to phone people a wee bit more than I did. Yeah. I think I, I prefer it now. I just, I'm quite lazy when it comes to texting. texting. Um, voice notes are a big thing, like on WhatsApp. Do you have voice yeah, note people? Yeah, yeah, That's a big one. Yeah. I do it with my friends in America a lot. Yeah. I do that with the girls in the band a lot. We would just send voice notes to each other. Yeah, it's a good idea. And my two best friends, we would send voice notes to each other. Just ramble on for like 10 minutes. Brilliant. Yeah, because you can kind of pick it up and drop it and go mm-hmm. back to it. And... Mm-hmm. Just get everything out and open. <sighs> Social media, eh? How do you take care of your mental health? Um, let it sit with you. Like, don't. My phone keeps buzzing. Um, I feel like the most important one for me, for anyone, is just not. Not trying to bury it. Like. If you're having a day where mentally everything's just a wee bit too much, just make yourself comfortable within that and just feel it. Just like the only way out is through. Mm. Um, and I don't I don't like I don't like when I see people who are burying their burying their, their fate you know, what they're what they're going through. You know, you you can't cover it up with work, you can't cover it up with alcohol and, and anything like that like because it's always it's just still going to be there yeah nothing there is no band-aid there is no there is no drug that can take it away mm-hmm. you just I think you just have to feel it and that's what I try and do like if I'm just you know th- those days where I'm where I'm struggling a wee bit it's about I just do something for myself Mm-hmm. and whether it's like a bath or even just closing all the doors and pulling the curtains watching Harry Potter I'm watching Harry Potter or reading Harry Potter or listening to Harry Potter <laughs> and then doing Harry Potter um, no just <laughs> you know and I think um, actually like watching really old TV shows like from what? like my childhood like Saved by the Bell no like, like Dawson's Creek oh, um, yes. I'm, I'm re-watching that at the minute it's really good um Dawson's Creek, like Glee, um, <laughs> just really cheesy rubbish stuff yeah. that I, you know, reminds me that I used to watch when I was younger or in a less kind of stressful yeah. time of yeah. my life. Yeah. It's, that really helps for me. And just getting a big blanket and loads of tea. And then, and but just, just wait it out and it'll take a while. It may take a few days, it may take a few weeks, but you'll yeah. find, you'll find a way to, you know, it won't just be this big this big shadow looming over you you know you'll learn to walk with it mm-hmm. and then after a while it'll go and do something else mm. and and I've learned that but I think it's like that kind of mentality comes from my job as well because you, you kind of learn that there's a lot of stress about where the next job's coming from you know where what's gonna don't not knowing what's gonna happen you not knowing if you're gonna have work next april not knowing if you're gonna have work next month oh you know it's horrible it is horrible so you kind of but you do just have to trust that something else will come along and it does it always does always does um and you know i i always tell like 
you know, we make our own, we make our own work. We yeah, you make it work. Do gigs. We create little projects. We do little workshops. We yeah. make our own work and and do it with people that we really enjoy being with. So that in those kind of hard times, it's easier to remember that it'll all it'll all be okay. Yeah. Just have to have faith. Yeah. It probably was a big. Um, it would make sense for you to go and live in London, really, wouldn't it? In some respects. It, not on paper, yeah, but like in reality, no, because your life's here. My life's here. My family's here. I grew up here. I don't, you know, and I have made my life here now. Yeah. Know? I think if you'd said to me two years ago, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um. It still would have been a hard decision, but you know, it's it's even things like. It's not just like we have a house you know and it's I've, I've it's not it's not that I'm like renting a house with you know a friend or yeah. or I'm living with you know someone who doesn't matter very much to me like I have a kind of I have a like a home here now yeah you built your life mine yeah, and of course and people that I wouldn't I couldn't really do that without but I mean if you take I think yeah, it's just it's family, it's it's roots. You don't. Yeah. I find it. I'm I'm a homebird. You know. I yeah. I find it hard at the thought of kind of, of not being of of being far away from my roots, mm. and, I think with when it comes to work, I think I would rather be, a. Regular sized fish in a in a small pond, rather than a teeny tiny little tiny fish in a massive pond, <laughs> that's filled with people. Thousands yeah. of people who look like Trying you. Trying to live a dream, whatever the dream is. Yeah, and they're you're all going after the same six roles. And yeah, it's hard to be a career a career creative in, in Belfast. Yeah. My hat, I take my hat off to you. It's. It's it's hard, but there's so many. There's so much good that comes out of it too. Yeah. And, it's. The people being. It's the people. Yeah, of course. Like we have such a we have such a brilliant community here. Yeah. Of, you know, and I don't think you. I honestly don't know where else you get it. Like, and we've as a community, you know, actors and creative people. You know, we've we've lost a, we've we've lost a lot of people the last few years. Yeah. Very important people and and personal friends of mine mm-hmm. as well. And due to due to many reasons. Um, but and I think one of the loveliest things about our community is how everyone came together yeah and how everyone every every loss we felt just brought brought us all closer together yeah um, and there's so many and, and you know you go any any room you go into any bar any theatre rehearsal room any theatre cafe where you'll see you'll see someone from that community and no matter how little you know them or you feel like you know them they always have a smile for you yeah there's always someone there's always a recognition there's always a nod of hello there's always a yeah a a recognition that yeah yeah you do that you belong you belong and you're 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 part of a community here yeah and you're part of the infrastructure of the creative system and you're important and you You matter you matter and and you know yeah and we all need each other and i think that and I think that's the lovely thing about here because there's no there's no kind of there's no one after your blood yeah. you know there's no one saying everyone's everyone's appreciated 
from what they bring to the table and every, and if, I do feel like there is definitely a there's a there's always an acknowledgement of of you know because because you see your friends in, in the audition room all the time you're up against your mates yeah now you know for, for are, the same are your mates sometimes on the panel as well yeah 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 <laughs> that must be horrible it's weird yeah it's weird it's weird but it's it's also just kind of I think there's just a there's ne- it's never talked about but it's like a kind of you know I'm here to do my job you're there doing your job but you better give me the job you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's a bit of that but also the acknowledge that like everyone's just looking for the best person for the job yeah and like uh, some and a lot of the time that is just not you Thank you.